everybody! Welcome to All That Matters and More. I'm Kamala Mututu. And I'm Komiki. And welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Before we dive right into it, we have to give you guys a bit of a disclaimer. The content that you and I will be providing is for entertainment, educational, and informative purposes. <laughs> yes, guys. Um, the information, opinions, as well as recommendations provided by us should be by no means considered as medical or professional. Yeah. yeah, today we're talking all about children. Yes, guys. I mean, obviously, the theme for the month is depression. Yeah. So today we're highlighting depression in minors. Yes. So I think before we dive into it, we need to establish what is a minor. So a minor is someone under the age of 18 years old, and that's by South African law. Yeah. So that means that, guys, you still have to get consent from your parents. You still live under your parents' guardianship um, until, obviously, you reach 18. Yes, guys. And the purpose of this, you know, topic is that a lot of kids, you know, as much as we like, ah, I can win, but a lot of kids are facing a lot of challenges. Yeah. Uh, academic yeah. pressure, you know, social pressure, and they're constantly trying to fit in. Not leaving out adolescent stage, you know. Yeah. Um, where, hey, we're moody, we're moody. Yeah, no, like, I hear you. They're so moody. And it reaches a point where the moodiness, it's not just like a normal moodiness, but yeah. actually be and I think what you're right, you're right with saying that because then with children, children are obviously still developing, you yeah. know, um, developmentally, like physically, emotionally, Their changing, physically, yeah. hormones as well. So I think that, um, like you said, now imagine dealing with all of that and then all the pressures that come with life, unfortunately, as a kid, you know. So there's just certain things that um, we would like to make everybody aware of, you know, um, yeah. just so that they can pick out and look out for, and then obviously, like, how they can. Make sure it doesn't get to a point where now it's overwhelming it's and the parents. Mm. And I think mostly it's like for the parents, because a lot of parents don't know how to deal with the depressed minor. Yeah. Um, you know, Umduanat now does not want to come back home. They're not sleeping at home. Yeah. Now they're starting to drink, you yeah. know, substance abuse and stuff like that. And now kids are having sex, you know, at yeah. a minor age. Yeah. So it's also those things. How can now parents step in and try to be on the same level as their kids to understand what the child is actually going through without now badgering them or baba shy because beating up a child does not work guys it does not help yeah and i also think that what you put it then they will be able to also differentiate and understand that my child is possibly going um through depression these are the signs that i've looked out for okay now i can actually go seek help you know mm. and then take it forward so what would you say are like the major signs um where you are like, okay, maybe I need to now start monitoring my child closely because they potentially have depression. Yeah. I think for me, one of the biggest ones, and it should be a highlight in every parent's book. Yeah. Um, when your child's um, school grades start to drop. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying now they're dropping 5%, a significant drop. Yeah. You know, um, Lapo, you need to be concerned as Umzali. Yeah. What can I do? What's happening? Why Umzali? And also, the teachers themselves in school, when they're noticing these significant drops in the child's grade, yeah. communicate it with the parents early on. Don't communicate it at the end of the year, final exam, but make it yeah. a point that it's something that as soon as it starts, it, the parents can actually pay attention to it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think another one is actually like, because kids are developing, like, guys, like, constantly in the store, outside, wherever they are, they just always want to be physical, yeah. you know. So immediately when a child um doesn't 
has lost interest in that. Mm-hmm. They necessarily don't want to do sport. Obviously, the teenagers don't want to do sport. Yeah, the little kids, out. yeah, they don't want to go out and play. Then I think that that's also a massive time. Because yeah. obviously, the more physical they are, the better Bedtime. because their body's still developing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you one hundred percent. But I'd add on to that as well. Yeah. Is when a child becomes violent. Yeah. More especially in infants, and I know people could say it's rare for someone under seven or like under 14 to be depressed and stuff like that. But we need to remember that some of the home situations are not as healthy Mm. as we'd like them to be. So pay attention to violent kids. Mm. And now when the violence starts to be harmful to other individuals as well. So now if he starts beating up other kids or he wants to burn other kids and stuff like that, or umdana umundu is fighting with the parents, with the grandparents, that's something you need to look out for. Yeah. As well as, um, what am I forgetting? Like we always say, isolation, that's yes, still applies. Yes. Isolation, loneliness, sadness. Constant mm, um, sadness. Yeah, and I think one thing that you also, um, one thing that when you and I were obviously discussing this topic and like, you know, writing down notes, is that you were also saying how sometimes when children are talking, parents need to also start listening very attentively. Mm-hmm. And then from listening attentively, parents now need to um, separate what the child is saying. Okay, fine. Am I picking up signs that are going to be harmful to my child? Or is Because some kids tend to romanticize suicide. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it's as, it's as, as if suicide is like the coolest thing to ever happen. Or now they want to start cutting themselves. themselves yeah. They start burning their inner thighs. Like, it's a way to deal. It's a way to heal. And it's like a cool story to actually tell your mates. Guys, that's not a cool story. And I get other persons on to don't want to be too personal yeah. around their kids. Like, to check if there's any markings. or. Uh, but I feel like, for me, if they still live under your roof. No. You have every right. You have every right. Yeah. So I think parents need to look at that. As well as... um. Um, Dana, when they start being too much on their phone, guys. You think so? Babe, I was reading on it. Babe, two minutes, two minutes, social media. Okay, two minutes, two minutes. Two minutes. Like, like, they're not doing anything. That's how they, they start to pick up mostly on the influences instead of actually realizing the outside. Like, yeah. Let me, go play, let me go have a social interaction, you know, so that I can develop. Okay. I hear you. Definitely, parents, pick up on pick that up. I think also social media is just, just bad for, for kids, for yeah. kids you know. Um, so now, how do we say after parents have picked up these sites? Because yeah. I know a lot of parents right now in South Africa are facing such challenges with mm. their kids. So what do we say to them to say, hey, you're picking up on these signs. What's the best way forward? Because at the same time, I'll phone you. I'll phone you. But you yeah, said you want yeah. them to come closer. I think, like, you know what? All of the things that we practice as adults, we do and I'm going to mention because pretty yeah. much that's everything. Open communication. I need to go tell my mom. I need to go tell my dad. Uh, mm. I'm like, uh, don't go man, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I guess that's what you, then children resort to, let me just go on my phone. Okay, this person did that, you know? So mm-hmm. open communication is so effective. Then the child will know that they were also well supported. And not just only that, but then they can go talk to their parents and their parents will be able to help them. To help them. And yeah. to also open up, guys, so that a mm. kid should never be fearful of umzadi. Respect mm-hmm. is one thing, fear is another. Yeah. You know, as a parent, you should never want to instill fear, but what you want to do for your child is to support and encourage them. And when I'm talking about this in this topic, it's just yeah. to basically say, 
encourage your child to have personal social interaction. Definitely, yeah. So basically, go out, meet up with family, meet up with friends, mm-hmm. you know, you spend time with your child and yeah. have those difficult conversations, guys, because now a lot of parents are fearful of talking to their kids about sex, Definitely. whereas the best time to learn about it is at home. Yeah. They're afraid to talk about alcohol or yeah. substance abuse, and the best time is to have that open communication yeah. with your child to address the situations and how you would like them to conduct themselves in public spaces. And I think another thing would be teaching emotions and learning how to help your child regulate through emotions, you know. Like, for example, I see you had a bad day. You're feeling sad. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Regulating and teaching emotions is so important because we as human beings as well, we have to regulate our emotions, you know. You can't always, like, oh, no. Yeah, you want constantly. Snap. Yeah. You're teaching your children how to regulate their emotions effectively and also understanding your child. And, okay, cool, my child, it hurts him. Or he's a little bit confused. Be attentive. Yeah. Be an attentive. attentive as well, yeah. yeah. So I think that ties in very nicely with that. And that really ties in. And I think um, if you know that you can't deal with your child, yeah. the best thing is to seek professional help. Oh, yeah. Because... Therapists, psychologists, you know, social workers are put into place to assist you with your kids Mm -hmm. in places that you feel like you can't. And the nice thing about that is that in therapy, they also bring you in as a parent in therapy to express how you feel and how to work on those open communication lines Mm -hmm. with your child so that your child understands you and you're able to understand what they are going through as a teen in school and whether they're being bullied and stuff like that, because the last resort, you know, you'd never want your child to end up committing suicide. I yeah, think no, that's... Definitely, I hear you. When you could have prevented it, actually. When you could have prevented it. And another it. thing would be consistency, guys. Consistency, consistency. Pick up on your child's behavior. Don't just do it this week because your child is acting a little bit funny and you really don't mm. know what's going on. Then you're like, ah, oh, next week they fool. Pick up on it. Okay, fine. My child, my child is acting weird this week. Next week again. Just regular checkups on your yeah. child. You don't necessarily have to tell them. But as long as you know that you're doing it, so obviously, like you said, prevent. To prevent. Prevention is better than prevention. Yes, guys, I think that's it from us. I hope this was very informative and very yeah. useful to a lot of parents. Yeah. I mean, obviously, being a parent is one of the most difficult jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy, and we can never judge one Definitely. on how they handle Definitely, their yeah. children. You know, more especially when it comes to minors. Those yeah. people can... Yeah. <laughs> and yes, guys, if there's any questions that you'd like to ask us, you can definitely email us on imatterandmore at gmail.com. Yes, guys. Um, also, if you have any comments, any suggestions, anything you guys would like us to talk about regarding mental health or a mental illness, please definitely DM us on Instagram at mattersandmore.